Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Ariel Hawani, back with a Monday edition of the Hawani Show. Yes, DC is taking a well-deserved vacation. You know, he works so hard, and so he is off today, but I will never... I will never, I repeat, I will never desert all of you. I am here. It's Monday, so that means it's time to work. And so we're going uh, old school this time with a uh, an old school Helwani show with some great interviews coming up. So stay tuned for that. But before we get to all of that, do want to let you know, of course, the Major League Baseball season is now underway. Very happy so far with my Toronto Blue Jays, 2-1. Uh, won a series over the Yankees this weekend, so that's very good. And as you know, there's no better place to get all your insider information than baseball tonight with Buster Olney, the great Buster Olney. So make sure to download and follow Baseball Tonight with Buster Olney wherever you get your podcasts. Also, as I mentioned, baseball is back. Blue Jays played this weekend. I watched them how? On ESPN+. Plus. Yes, you can catch the best of the bigs all season on ESPN+. Plus. With over 170 live MLB games featuring every star and every team in the league. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com slash baseball. It's a great service. All right. Lastly, we are celebrating the third birthday of ESPN Plus. That's right. It's been three years of bringing you three pointers, hat tricks, 30 for 30s, Ariel and the Bad Guy, the longest running studio show over at ESPN Plus. We kind of built it you know, with our hands off our shoulders. And we invite all of you to celebrate with us today by streaming your favorite live sports originals and documentaries on ESPN+. Plus. We thank you for joining us for the past three years. And if you don't have ESPN Plus yet, it's not too late to join the party. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. All right, enough with all that. Let's get to today's program. As always, it does contain some language that may not be suitable for all audiences, so listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Ladies and Gentlemen, welcome to Ariel Helwani's MMA Show. Back in your life on this Monday, April 5th, 2021. Hello again, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to a brand new edition of the Helwani Show. Yes, no DC and Helwani this week. We're back next week. As I said at the very top, DC taking a well-deserved break because he works so very hard. I don't get a break. I come to work every Monday. And so with him being off, I said, all right, let's go old school. Let's have some big names. Let's talk to some newsmakers. And we got three pretty big newsmakers on the program today. We got Leon Edwards, who we found out mid last week, uh, will be fighting Nathan Diaz, May 15th, UFC 262, Houston, Texas, sold out. 17,000 fans at the Toyota Center. We'll talk to him in his first interview since that fight was officially announced, how it all came about, what happened to the Colby Covington fight, all that and more. Kevin Holland is on the program in his first interview since it was announced that he's stepping in on very short notice, like 10 days notice, to fight Marvin Vittori this Saturday at UFC on ABC2. It was supposed to be Darren Till versus Marvin Vittori. Unfortunately, found out last week, uh, Darren Till broke his collarbone And so he is out for an extended period of time. And uh, it's a massive bummer because if he would have won potential title shot against Israel Adesanya, now it's not happening. So in enters Kevin Holland, who just fought on March 20th against Derek Brunson, lost that fight, spoke to him two days after, took a lot of heat for the way he fought, for, for the talking in the cage and all that stuff. And now he gets to write that wrong in about five days on ABC, no less, 
against the streaking Marvin Vittori. So we'll talk to Kevin Holland, Big Mouth, the trailblazer on the program. We'll also talk to Alex Volkanovsky. Remember, Alex Volkanovsky was supposed to fight UFC 260 against Brian Ortega, got COVID. Unfortunately, the fight got canceled. And then we found out late last week, he's now coaching the Ultimate Fighter, the new season, the the, the Ultimate Fighter reboot opposite Brian Ortega. Um, and uh, it's going down in... Uh, well, they're taping in just a few weeks, and then they're going to have the show on ESPN Plus, and then they're probably going to fight back end of the year, maybe late summer, early fall. And so all is well that ends well, perhaps for Alex Volkanovsky. But in the interview, he's going to talk about his uh, his battle with COVID, and it was pretty serious, pretty scary. So stay tuned for that. Also, since the last time we spoke, a ton has happened in the world of MMA. So many fights. I mean, there's just been a slew of news that has happened. So at the end of all the interviews today, I'll recap all of that. We'll look ahead to the weekend that, uh, that's coming up and, and, and the fights that are coming up this month. April is a crazy month in MMA. So many big fights, so many big events. Almost every promotion under the sun is going to be in action. So we'll take a look at all of that. So after the three interviews, stick around. News and notes for all of you. And uh, we'll wrap this bad boy up. For now, though, let's kick things off with Leon Rocky Edwards to talk about his upcoming fight against the one and only Nathan Diaz. Enjoy. All right. It's an old school Helwani show Monday here on this Monday, April 5th, 2021. And you know that man. He is one of the most talked about fighters in the sport of mixed martial arts today. He's the one and only Leon Rocky Edwards. We just saw him in action a few weeks ago in Las Vegas. Unfortunately, that fight uh, ended somewhat unceremoniously, a little controversy attached to it. We'll get to all of that. But uh, in perhaps even bigger news, he's returning to action very quickly, May 15th to be exact, Houston, Texas, UFC 262 against Nathan Diaz in a historic fight, the first ever five-round non-title co-main event in UFC history. So a lot to get to. Leon Edwards, appreciate his time as always. Leon, thank you very much for the time. Uh, I actually want to kind of start chronologically here because there's so much that's yeah. happened over the last few weeks. Here we are a few weeks removed from the Bilal Muhammad fight. How do you feel about what yeah. happened that night in Las Vegas? Um, obviously, I, I, I was upset, you know, when it first happened. And um, to go over like a year and a half without competing and then go back and then have that happen is uh, just my luck, you know. But since then, I've... Um, reassessed and had a look at the fight. I, I felt good in there. I know leading up to the fight, everyone was talk, talking about ring rust and um, oh, it's going to be the same. It's going to be ring rust. But I felt great in the fight, you know. Um, I felt I, I, I was beating him <laughs> easy. Um, rocked him in the first round. Um, then obviously in, in the second round, the eye, the eye poke happened um, accidentally and it kind of just, that, that was it really. Obviously, no one wants a fight to end that way. But I'm wondering no. if if it, it, it stings a little more for you because you were looking so good, right? And because of the layoff, like I, I would imagine if you were fighting three times in the span of a month, you never want to fight to end that way. But you, after the, the layoff, you looked so good. You looked in amazing shape. You were on point. And then for it to end like that, like initially when you came to terms with the fact that the fight was actually going to end, how did that feel inside? I, I, I was heartbroken. Um, I, I know ESPN posted a clip. I was like, crying to my mom and shit after the phone, you know. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was devastated, you know, to go through all that ups and downs in the last year and a half and to come back and um, have that happen. It was just like, oh, like, what, what, what now, you know? And I, leading up to the fight, it's all about, like, I wanted, I wanted to be for the, for the title shot, right? I wanted to put myself in position 
um, to get a title shot next. And I knew like after that fight, I probably only one more to to get to where I want to get to. But like I said, I've since reassessed, since look back on it, I felt great. I took the positive from it, which so mm. which is uh, I got time in the cage. Um, even though it's only around, would have preferred to um, have a bit more time in the cage, but it's only around. And but at least I made weight. I, I did the whole five protocol. I, I did it all, you know. So now um, quick turnaround against Nathan. I feel great. By the way, how do you feel about uh, that clip being posted? Because you're someone who doesn't often show his emotions, and that was, I mean, that was a lot of emotion there. And uh, I think it's relatable. But for you, when you saw the clip in the aftermath, yeah, how do you feel no. about it? <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> for a man just straight away, like. Bro, what the hell? You didn't tell me that the camera was in the, in the bus. <laughs> He's like, oh, I tried to the fuck off, but they weren't, they weren't leaving, you know? But I, I didn't even know the camera was there because I literally was, like, so angry leaving leaving um, the Apex that I didn't realize that they followed me onto the bus, you know? I know I know wow. they were following me out of the, out of the um, Apex, but I didn't realize they followed me onto the bus to back to the hotel, you know? So when I was, like, chilling one day, I saw <laughs> on, the, on the Instagram, I saw myself crying. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, well, like I said, it's, 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 it's relatable to other people, and right. that's how much it means to me. You know that this is this is all all I want to do. This is how much I want to succeed. So, is what it is. I'm fully aware that this um, this is somewhat of a loaded question, but like, do you feel like you are cursed right now? Like, do you feel like you just have a lot of bad luck going your way? Um, nah, nah, not really. It's, it's what it is. Like I said, I take the positive from all of it. You know. Um, like I said, I got time in the cage. I, um, at least I, got, I went back. I felt great. Um, I could could have been worse. Could have could have went back. I got battered in the first round, and then and then the eye poke happened. You know, at least I went I went out there, dominated him in the first round, and the accident happened. You know, so here's what it is. I, I am like I said, I, I've always believed in in in, in God's plans, and um, just that's what it is. Here's what it is. At any point, did you consider, you know? This fight ended, like I said, unceremoniously. It was, it was, it was not the way I wanted it to end. Let's run it back with Bilal. Was that ever a consideration? Um, nah, not really. Um, like I said, Bilal only stepped in because um, Hamzat fell out. Right, Bilal was never on my on my radar. I don't think I ever seen a fight of Bilal's. You know, the only reason why I chose him because I've been out for been out for that long. I've been in camp for like for, for forever. Um, Hamzat fell out in four weeks' notice. Um, we went down the list, Colby Covington, all of them, and even Nate Diaz was, was mentioned, you know, and um, he was the only one to accept. So that's the only reason why I I I I fought him. So why why would I not go back and 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 um and, and rematch him? You know, it ain't like it was like I said, if it was a close round, like it's back and forth, and you might wander around then then probably, but I just don't see what what it does to my career and what it does to me going back and and, and rematching him. So he did an interview with MMA Fighting. I just want to get your comments on his comment. He said, quote, man to man, if you're happy with that result, then you shouldn't call yourself a fighter. You shouldn't call yourself a contender. You shouldn't call yourself a champion. Man to man, if you're happy with that result, honestly, you should just hang up your gloves. What, what, do, you, what do you make of that? <laughs> that was a bitch area, I swear to God. I, I, seen him, I seen him on the Sunday after, after the fight on Saturday in, in, in one of the casinos in, in Vegas, you know, and this is before we started talking. I didn't know that we spoke like on Sunday mornings in interviews and talking all the shit, but I didn't really um, go on my phone. So I was in the casino. He came up to me all friendly and all like, you know, like talking all nice and all friendly. So I was like, okay, cool. He seems like a cool guy. Left left the hotel in the morning. I was like, what the fuck? He's like, <laughs> like negative shit about me, you know? So like I said, Bill Allen, that's it. I don't, I don't, I don't think 
he's on my level. <laughs> he's, he, he needs to work work his way up. I work hard to get to where where to where where I'm at, you know. Um, and and that's it. He got a lucky shot because Hamza fell out to fight number three in the world, and he's just trying to probably trying to get it back, you know. So at least he's got a fight now. Maybe he can can leave me, leave me alone. Yeah, he is fighting, uh, it appears, Damian Maya later on this year. One last thing on the fight, and it's more a big picture. What do you think could or should be done to, you know, try to stop eye pokes in MMA? You know, there's been a lot of talk about the gloves being a little more curved, things of that nature. Yeah. Do you think anything could be done, or is this just the nature of the sport? You need the fingers yeah, to be exposed. Th- yeah, I think just a, just the nature of the sport. You know, if it wants to finger out, even the curl the gloves, I guarantee somehow it's going to be an eye pokes, you know. As long as the finger is out. If you, they're going to be accidents, you know. Um, so I just think it's what it is. For me, it was a technical error, you know. I was kicking and you kind of close the distance as I was kicking. And you weren't like on his eyeballs, that more like on the flesh bit, right? You know, so it's more a technical error than anything. I don't think, like I said, curving the gloves or as long as the finger out is out, mm-hmm. you're going to probably end up somehow poke somebody, you know. And um, that's a boxing with boxing gloves. You can't pull no one, you know, and probably that's the reason why they made boxing look the way they made it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's it. So immediately after the fight, you said you'd like a title shot. Um, and we'll get to Colby in a second, but I'm just curious, to the best of your knowledge, was there any talk of you fighting Usman next after this fight? Um, nah, not, not, not really. I think straight away, um, um, Hunter came to a manager and said, uh, we want, we want the Cobra fight next. <laughs> seems as soon as I was walking out of the cage, I think oh, they, really? they, they spoke. <laughs> they spoke, you know. So I, I, I knew backstage I probably wouldn't have got it, you know. Um I probably I probably would have preferred more rounds anyway. So it is what it is. Um Cobra Covington was was a guy that that was pushing for. That's the guy that UFC was pushing for. But he's he's, he's been a diva, you know. He's he thinks that he feels he can wait out and I just don't think that's the way the game goes. So to the best of your knowledge, why isn't the Colby fight happening next? Because man is weird, Errol. I don't, I don't, I don't think you understand. He's a weird man. I don't, I don't know. He, he says he wants to wait. You know, he's he's waiting for the title shot. He, he feels the one that Usman, he was winning the Usman fight. Um, he feels got cheated out of it, and he wants a title shot. He, he, he's he's not willing to fight um, no one in the, in the top five until he gets a title shot. He's like like I said, these guys are divas, Errol. You know, um, um, I also believe you have to work work for what you want, and that's my position. So once you found out that the Nathan Diaz fight was a possibility, did you believe that? Because, you know, you and Nathan kind of went back and forth on Twitter yeah. a little bit there. And it always seems like every few months his name pops up and it either happens or it doesn't. But lately he hasn't been very active. Did you think that this was a thing? Like, did you get really interested in it or did you kind of want to wait till uh, the very end? Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine following me, right? It's like 12 o'clock at night over here, but he's, he was in somewhere else and he's like, uh, the UFC phones um, about Nate Diaz, whatever. I was like, cool, phone when the contract is there, you know. I didn't really, but Nate, Nate, you know, you never know what he's going to do. You might just talk shit and like call for another six months, you know. So um, I said, okay, phone when the contract is there and I, I, I'll, I'll tell my coaches just in case. Um, and so th- that was it. Once the contract came through um, and it was official, I was like, okay, let's go. Nate, Nate's, a, Nate's um, a veteran of the sport. He's been a, he's been around for a long time. He's fought he was here with the sport. So this would be a good name to add to my to my resume, you know. So let's go. Are you surprised he wants this fight? I, I think off the top of my head, this is just the sixth time in UFC history that a top three fighter 
fights a, an unranked fighter. And of course, his situation is a little different. He hasn't fought recently. He was fighting at 155. But ultimately, yeah. considering the streak that you're on, are you surprised that Nate wants to come back against you? I don't know. Well, he did an interview. I think it was a review, right? He's like, I want to fight winners and blah, blah, blah. I want to fight winners. And I'm the only guy, I'm the, I'm the guy that's winning, you know? So I wasn't I, I really shocked. Uh, I know it's going to be hard work for him, you know, um, to come against um, a natural world to wait. One that can switch southpaw orthodox fight both stents. Got great wrestling, great jiu-jitsu. So it's going to be a good fight. Like I said, I, I, I like his mental attitude to the game. I like the way, the way he thinks of it. And it's going to be an entertaining fight. Do you think he wants this fight because he is underestimating you? Um, if he is, then it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a bad night for him, you know. But um, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. I, I, okay, if he is or not, you know, it doesn't make a, a difference. Once the cage is a lot, we're going to, we're going to find out. And then the other interesting wrinkle to this fight is that, like I said at the top, five rounds, co-main event, non-title fight, first of its kind in UFC history. How did you feel about that? Um, I feel good. My last four fights has been main events, you know. Um, we're preparing for main events over the last two years, so it's, it's, it's perfect for me. My my style is, I've I can limit my style to a five round fight, you know. So I, I feel good about the five rounds and just longer punishment for Nate than than anything, you know. Um, that's it. Do you think uh, a five round fight benefits him as opposed to a three round fight, or do you think it would have been smarter for him to take a three round fight? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Everyone says everyone's saying that it benefits Nate because when Mastodon, when he fought Mastodon and he was all, when he's getting battered for like three rounds, right? He's all three, four or five is where I was planning to turn on, you know? So we'll see. Um, like I said, it's going to be a long, if that, if that's his game plan. It's going to be a long, long first three rounds, you know? Um, cause let's say I go out there and back to him from pillar to post for three rounds. He, he only got two rounds. Um, to win, let's say he does win the two rounds, they, but he won't. Let's say he does win it. I'm still, I still won the fight, you know. Um, I've, I've never been stopped, um, never been submitted, never been knocked out. So I don't understand how, what difference it will make. You know, it'll, you can go to the decision, and I probably I want to win the decision. So I am coming, I'm coming into him. I'm coming in to put him away. I'm coming in there to, to prove that I am, I am levels above these guys. You know, and. I, I truly believe that every, every time I fight, every time I, I every time I do, I, I believe I am level, levels above these guys. And the more the more I fight, the more camps I do, my confidence grows, my my mental state grows, and uh, I cannot wait. And and this fight is happening uh, less than two months after your last fight. Were you okay with the quick turnaround? Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. I, I, I said the manager get me in there straight away. I only did one round, you know. Um, getting back straight away, I, I felt I felt great in there. Um, so let's, let's just keep the ball rolling. This year was how 2020 was meant to play out, right? <laughs> I was meant to be like back to back. Um, that was my, that was my plan last year to have four fights back to back. But all these guys turned me down. Um, they all like basically tried to blacklist the base. They all just turned didn't want to fight me for some reason, you know. And so this year's playing out. I feel last year should have played out. So it's gonna be a good year. Uh, have you or your management been told you win this fight, you are getting a title shot? Um, kind of. But in the UFC, it's like nothing is guaranteed until it's on paper. You know, you can say what they want, but nothing, nothing is guaranteed. But I feel if I go out there and um put on a great fight, put Nate away, hurt him, um make an entertaining fight, I, I believe so. Um, that'll put me nine wins in a row. You know, 
well, can't be allowed number 10. So that would be nine, nine, nine wins in a row. And, um, I feel I've cheated. I don't, I don't know where to go from there. Because Mastodon is fighting Usman in a couple of weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the time frame for me and, and that fight is like perfectly. It's, it's a month apart, I think. And we can fight in the summer or later this year. So um, I think it works out perfectly for Tarsha. How would you feel if they gave it to Colby? You know, because there's a history there with Masvidal. There's a history there with Usman. If you know, he's he's clearly waiting for the winner of that fight, right? It, it, it seems pretty yeah. clear what his game plan is, right or wrong. What do you? How would you feel if they ended up giving it to him? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Can I leave? Probably. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I ain't really thinking about it. You know, I got history both men as well. I got history with Masvidal. I got history with Usman. So it's a. It, it's a great storyline. Why, why would you give it to a guy that coming up one wins compared to the guy that's coming off nine wins? That with history of both men, you know. Mm-hmm. So we make coming off a a, kind of a big name like Nate Diaz to lead into a title shot would we'll, we'll, we'll be perfect, you know. So um, we'll see. I really thought about the next get. I'm just focusing Nate Diaz and focusing going out there looking good and and being good. Two questions on Usman. What do you think of his performance against Gilbert Burns? It was good. It was good. Um, He's he got good jabs, you know. Um, he got hurt, so he showed that he can he can be hurt, you know. And everyone's be like, oh, he's, there's no holes in his games. He can't, you know what I mean. So he showed that he, touch him, he can he can get hurt, you know. So, um, but he hasn't he has improved with his striking, and um, you can see that he's been working it. Um, but uh, striking and my striking is two different things, you know. It's like it, 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 I think that that probably. One of his downfalls, you know, to you, you try to strike too much and not sticking to what what he's good at, which is wrestling, and that might be a downfall one day. But we'll see. Do you think he beats Masvidal again on April twenty fourth? Um, yeah, I just can't I just can't see how different the fight could be unless Masvidal catch him and like hurt him and knock him out. Um, I just if go for to the five rounds, I probably favor Usman. You know, if I had to put money on it, I probably favor Usman. I just can't see. What Masvidal could do different is he, he's a smaller man. He doesn't look strong in a clinch. Um, his, his wrestling ain't great. His jiu-jitsu ain't great. So I just can't see what he does that it's going to be amazing to, to, to switch up his style. You know, he's, he's fought the same way for a long time. So like you said, you have history with both men. Are you rooting for one to win over the other? Like, do you, do you want that revenge against Jorge or do you want the revenge against Usman for being the last guy to beat you? Do, do you have a, a preference? Oh, nah, they're all ups to me, you know. So I don't care. I don't care. He, he, he won the order, all the same. So I don't care. When long as I get my montage shot next, that's all that matters. Whether mm-hmm. he wins or loses, it doesn't, it doesn't mean nothing to me. By the way, how do you feel about fighting in a packed arena? I believe they sold out 17,000 fans. 17,000, yeah. I'm yeah, excited, little... man. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a little different than the UK right now, right? Like, they're, yeah, they're well, we're. Now we're seeing a lockdown era. Yes. <laughs> everything's closed shop, even like clothes shops and restaurants, everything's closed there till they're saying um um June the twenty-first, all back right. open. But um well, everything's closed down here. But I'm excited. Even the fort at Apex, I, I was I was like, I felt like I kind of preferred it. It was it was it felt, it felt good, you know. Um it's like a gym, it felt like a like like I was like I like was in my gym. You go, you get, you got there straight away. You start warming up. This is like a in and out thing, right? Like uh, you sit around for four hours and yeah, you go, what, what, you know? What I mean, it's just like a quick thing, man. I, I, I kind of, kind of liked it. But you are looking for great to have fans back. 
Yeah. Okay. I was wondering how you felt about that because in England, it's much different than here in the United States at the moment. Um, obviously you and your brother doing great things. Uh, Fabian Edwards doing great things as well. Yeah. You're doing great things. And I'm just wondering if you guys ever had, you know, a connection or felt a connection to the Diaz brothers, right? Two other famous brothers who, who you know, who were around um, longer than you guys did that, you know, Nick back in the day, Nate as well. Like, did you, did you and your brother like have a kinship with those guys? And now is it kind of wild for you to fight one of those guys? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't say like really a kinship right, um, with them, but like I said, it's a, it's a similar thing, right? Two brothers in the sport. Um, you put us two against them two, we we, <laughs> we, we bad them, you know. <laughs> um, um, it's they're, they're done good, you know. Like I said, they've been around the sport for a long time, man. Um, I, I remember watching um them when, when, I, when I was younger, you know, when I started the sport. So to come now and to going out there and um defeating the ads, that's gonna be a great name to add, add to my to my resume as, as I keep growing, you know. Um, I'm only 29 years old. I got a long a long way to go. Probably no, another generation of fighters to fight, you know. So, um, it is what it is. My, my brother was always fighting the week after me in Charlotte and, and Bellator. So, he, he's gonna be there with me um, um, from for my fight. Then from there, I'm gonna fly from there to his fight. So it's gonna be a good oh, wow. little family thing. Yeah. yeah, I was I was gonna ask you about your brother. Um, I didn't know if uh, if that was out there yet in Charlotte, or do you mean a Mohegan Sun? Connecticut, Connecticut, right? America, Connecticut, Connecticut, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It starts with a C. It starts with know. a C. Yeah, it's all, it's all the same. Who's um, he fighting? Yeah, he's, he's, um, I don't know. He's, he's paid Van Zandt boyfriend. I don't know his name. Oh, uh, Austin Vanderford. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's her fine. husband, it's fine. Fine. Leon. Um, it's her husband, Mr. Van Zandt. Husband. Okay. <laughs> all right, Mr. <laughs> That's a good fight. That's a big oh, fight. Fuck. Yeah, Mister. <laughs> That's a good fight for him, man. So, um, a great, great challenge for him. You know, it's gonna be a good fight, and he, he's, he's looking in shape. He's looking good in the gym. So, I'm looking forward to it. Man, I can't wait for him to see this. Paige Van Zandt's boyfriend. That's what he's known as. <laughs> <laughs> what's, his, what's his name? Uh, Austin. Aust- Austin Vanderford. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all you're not the only one unfortunately you're not the only uh, one Leon. Uh, let me ask you one last thing before i let you go in your mind how do you see the fight against uh diaz playing out you think you stop him um, i believe so i believe so i think um my my combinations of, of punches elbows and kicks it's gonna it's, it's gonna hurt him you know um my grappling my my cardio everything i think i was like the better man you know um in, in all areas I know it's tough I know it's durable I know that great cardio um, I know that good boxing but I believe I, I need, you need more than that to, to beat me you know I've, I've worked so hard to get to, to this position I've improved so much in the last year and a half two years that I was constantly Nate, Nate Diaz beating Leon, Leon, Leon Edwards you know and, and that's just it every time I, I imagine a fight if you either play out one or two ways right you can either come trying to pressure um, or you can Try to do what I did to Diaz, which um, uh, though, which is wait for the fight to go later to try try to turn around. But either way, either way, I'll be ready for either way. Can't wait. Kind of came out of nowhere, but a fun fight between two fun fighters and and the history of the five rounds is is a lot of fun as well. Uh, and and as I've said many times, you deserve a big fight like this, Leon. So I'm happy yeah, man, for you, you, and I wish you the best on May 15th. Thank you as always for the time. Good man. Thank you, brother. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. So on March 20th, we saw Kevin Holland fight Derek Brunson. Unfortunately, the fight didn't go his way. He took a lot of heat, too much talking, too much joking around afterwards. Two days later, I spoke to him about uh, maybe taking a bit of a break, maybe going to San Jose, training with AKA. Uh, maybe going down to 170. There were a lot of things up in the air. And now here we are on April 5th. He's about to headline the second show on ABC in just five days, accepted the fight a few days ago after Darren Till had to withdraw from the Marvin Vittori fight. Kevin, what happened? What happened to taking some time off? What happened to going to AKA? We had a game plan. And, you know, uh, they asked me to fight. I always tell you guys, whatever the company wants me to do, the company needed me to step up and I stepped up, you know, so... That's what I do. You know, it's like I, I do my job, you know, so that was a job and, and I'm doing my job after this is over. We'll go back to the drawing board and work on some things, because no matter what happens, there's still things that need to be worked on. You know, uh, we can always be a better martial artist. We can always be a better individual. So there's still things to work on. But we'll worry about those after we get done with uh, Marvin Vittori. So was this so. your idea or was this their idea? Did they reach out to you first? I mean, it, it popped up in the air. And so, of course, I let them know you can always call me, you know, Trailblazer. They like to say call Big Mouth. But uh, on this one, I, I like to think they're calling Trailblazer. So they'll just go out there and get the job done, you know, go out there and blaze that trail. That's the that's the only goal in mind, you know, blaze the trail. What's the difference between Big Mouth and Trailblazer? Uh, you know, everybody has alter egos. At least I like to think everybody else does. So I don't think I'm crazy. But, uh, you know, it's like a trailblazer is just, yeah, it's a little bit more action with trailblazer. You know what I mean? Trailblazer is a little bit more zeroed in, just a little bit more focused. Big Mouth is a little bit more for entertainment. Trailblazer still talks, but he's definitely more focused in. I think Big Mouth was just created 
you know, it's just, I ran with it, you know, but trailblazer, it's just something I've always been, you know, so. The guy who fought Derek Brunson, was that Big Mouth or Trailblazer? That was, that was, that was me having a good time. No excuses. You know, the guy, the guy who fought Derek Brunson came up. Uh, I called him bumpskin the whole time. I came up the bum that night. So uh, props to that man. But after I get done with Marvin Vittori, granted that goes a special way. I get one more and uh, it's kind of like inevitable. I kind of get that rematch. You know what I mean? He's probably like, heck no, I'll retire before I get that rematch. But we'll get it one way or another. Even if I got to do it on a video game, we'll get it, you know? Is it wild to you that, you know, you lost that fight, you took all that heat, all that stuff, and now you're headlining a show on ABC in the main event? Like, is, is this is this a little strange for you? No, no, no. If there was any other middleweight that could have stepped up and did it, they would have did it. If there was a couple 170-pound guys that weren't scared of, of the big task in Marvel Vittori, they would have did it. Uh I'm just the guy with the cojones in the company that was, that's willing to do what it's what needs to be done. And so therefore I'm stepping up on this one and I'm getting the job done. You know, you know, you, you, um, I think you came off really well when we spoke a couple of days later, you handled the loss really well, but I, I'm wondering just internally away from the spotlight, how much did that loss sting? How much did it bother you? It's going to, it's going to, it's going to bother me until I get it back. You know, every single loss bothers you until you get it back. And that's, if you ever get it back, I've never had a rematch in my career. So, you know, it's like, you never know, but uh, yeah, it stings. It still sucks. You know, you still think about it, you know, you're going to think about it. You know what I mean? And it's a constant reminder of what not to be doing. You know, you got to zero in, you got to focus. We'll focus on the next one. We'll get the job done. Okay. And so the reason I asked you that was usually when you have a, a fight like that, that doesn't go your way, you have to sit on it for like, two, three, four months until you get back in there. Here you are three weeks later on a bigger stage, right? ABC, national television. You can get rid of that feeling very quickly. Was that part of the appeal here? No. The part of the appeal was just, you know, um, getting back in there. You know what I mean? It's like they they offered it and I'm like, you know, it was there. I was, yeah, I'll take it. And it's like, um, no, I don't, need to, I don't need to make myself feel better for that night or make anybody else feel better. But and it is hard being a hunter who didn't get the kill, you know, so it'd be nice to go out there and get the kill. You know, it's like uh, it'd be nice to go out there and get the kill. Uh, there's no better way to put it than that. You know, it's um, bigger scale, nicer scale, all that. It's same cage. Just a different opponent. They're going to try and do the same thing. So different opponent, but it'll be fun. Since the fight on March 20th, have you been active in the gym? Or did you kind of, you know, it would be understandable if you were taking some time off, relaxing. How how active were you? I had actually uh, did my first day back in the gym. I took a week off. Yeah, I typically do that. My first day back, like getting it, getting it. Um, and then, you know, the fight was there. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. You know, like I still feel good. And we went and hit mitts and stuff like that. Uh, of course, I didn't work on the wrestling. You know me. And uh, we did five rounds on the mids and then a couple rounds on the back. And I felt great. You know, I was like, man, this is you know, I felt really good. And then, uh, you know, the whole Marvin Vittori thing popped up with the Darren Till. And I was like, I'm here. You know, I stepped in for I wanted to step in for the Darren Till fight when, when he couldn't fight Jack Hermanson. So here I am doing it once again. So, you know. I'm, 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 uh, I guess, like Kazmat said that one time, I'm the, I'm the guy who cleans the rooms. You know what I mean? So I'm here to clean up the mess that Darren Till made when he got injured. You know what I mean? So sucks for him. But when you got a guy like me here, the janitor, it's always okay, right? It's always okay. You'll be all right when you got the janitor around. Do you have to cut more weight than, than usual or, or you didn't get too big? 
No, I went, I, uh, that week off, man, I had, I had howler head, you know, I, I had, uh, some whiskey, you know, I had a couple tequilas and, and I ate good food. I just ate good on, uh, Easter, but I'm still only 193 pounds. I'm just that oh. guy. I don't gain a lot of weight, so it won't be a big weight cut. You know, it'll be good. How do you feel about Marvin Vittori? I feel like he's a, he's a, uh, they call him, you know, the big meathead who's learned how to fight. Uh, so it's, it's going to be fun. You know, he has a very good coach. Once again, I'm going against a, a legendary coach in the game. So that'll be fun. You know, it's like, uh, it, it'll be really fun to go out there and do that. I think Marvin Vittori has grown a lot since Israel Asanya lost, you know, so it'll be fun. You know, I, I I hope he goes out there and tries to display some of his boxing, you know, but he might go out there with the Derek Brunson game plan and look for the takedown. Either way, it's going to be a good competitive night, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, considering how the Brunson fight went, are, are you expecting, you know, some takedown attempts very early on in this fight? I'm expecting the grapple. I'm, ex- I'm expecting the grapple. I'm definitely expecting the grapple. And I'm, I'm expecting, like Chael Sonnen said, not to just accept and invite it on. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to go in there, and I'm looking to do my part actively so you know and not just chipping away and and striking from bottom you know i look to get on top and do some damage so it's 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 going to be really good it's going to be competitive fun and we're definitely going in there looking for that kill it, it sucks riding home with no kill um in your opinion who's a tougher matchup brunson or vittori brunson beat me so as of right now it's brunson you know Marvin Vittori, very tough task. You know, uh, it's funny. You're looking at these, both these guys, last loss comes to the champ. So I'm, I'm fighting tough competition here. So it'll be, it'll be fun. We, we won't know who the tougher competition is until the job gets done. On paper, you guys would have to tell me. You know, I was never that good at reading, you know. So it's going to be fun. It's, 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 it's going to be really good competitive fun. So I'm looking, really looking forward to getting in there. As you really know, he's an intense guy, right? You know, the, the face-offs are intense. The, the fight week chatter is intense. Everything's intense about him. People love that. Um, but he, he has a different kind of energy than say a Derek Brunson, right? He's probably not going to pose with you at the weigh-ins. How do you feel about that? I'm just stepping in. I'm just stepping in, you know, uh, trailblazer coming there, get the job done. I'm just, I'm just stepping in. It's, this is his main event. I just had my main event a week ago. This is, you know, it's his, it's his time. If he wants to go out there on the media and go crazy, you know, what if he, whatever he wants to do at weigh-ins, you know, if he wants to get in my face, we'll be in each other's face. If he puts his hands on me, I'll put my hands on him. Whatever he wants to do. I'm here to go with the flow until the fight happens. And then when the fight happens, I'm looking to control the flow. I'm the great river, you know, we'll run my way. So. So would it be fair to say you think that all the pressure is on him because this is his main event? This is his main event. This is his fight, you know. I'm the guy who just went out there and had one of the most embarrassing fights at 85 in everybody's opinion, right? So he's supposed to go out there and smash me way better than Brunson did if he wants that title shot against Asanya, right? So, you know, he has to, you know, I, I called Derek Brunson the gatekeeper. Now I'm, I'm holding the gate. So we'll see, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. You know, <laughs> it's going to be really good. I, I'm just, I'm excited to get back in there and to work. You know, I don't feel like I worked enough on the last one and I'm a working man. So looking to get in there and work. Would you feel comfortable saying you will talk less in this fight? Yeah, I don't think there's no way I talk more than I did in the last one. You know, and <laughs> uh, the whole time I was just nonstop. I, I, I think it's safe to say that in between rounds. 
if it goes that far, I will be focused and zeroed in on what Travis, Shug, and Cowboy have to tell me. And so it'll be a good night. Okay. Um, and, and so is there any scenario in your mind, Kevin, you win this fight in some way, somehow, because of the four middleweights left in this little tournament, uh, you're the only one who has not fought the champ, Israel Adesanya. Is there any scenario in your mind where you actually get a title shot with a win here? Coming off a loss. You, you don't give a guy a title shot after one win. But once again, I am a company man and I will do whatever the company asks me to do. So let's just go out there and, and let's look to be uh, a great sniper, if one must say, you know, because with a guy like Marvin Vittori, one must be a great sniper. So my left hand will be the spotter and my right hand will be the sniper. So let's go out there and, and spot and snipe. More to that good. point. What's the key to beating him in your opinion? Being a sniper, you know, being a sniper, being, being a working sniper, not just a patient sniper looking for the shot, but a working sniper, knowing that the shot will come to you. And when I say that, you know, there's a, there's a game that my son likes to play where you get to, you get to press the little tablet and you get to shoot, but then you get to press the little button, you get to pop up on the other side or pop up on the other side. You have to appear and then disappear and then shoot when it's time to shoot. So that, that is the, that is the key to beating Marvin Vittori, you know, and Marvin Vittori is simply, he doesn't have that many losses on his record. You know, the man has a draw on his record. The man has a decent record. It's a tall task and I'm a tall man. So it'll be good. Um, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say here, but I, I want to ask it anyway, considering the heat that you received after the last fight, do you go into this fight with a chip on your shoulder? Do you have something to prove to all the people who criticized you after that Brunson fight? No, I wouldn't say something to prove to the people who criticized me after the Brunson fight, but something to prove to the people who still believed in me after the Brunson fight. Mm. So therefore, that is way more important than the critics. The critics just prove that they were never truly a part of the squad. I like to say that they're not fans, they're family. But if you act like a fan, then you're a fan. So, you know, it is what it is. And fans just ride the bandwagon on whatever's the hottest at the time. And when I'm hot, I appreciate it. And when I'm not, I appreciate the bad talk. Either way, it's all about growing. You know, and, and that, that is a part of growing when you're in the spotlight, when you have a little bit of a little bit of flame underneath the name, you have to take everything that comes with it. So, you know, it'll be it'll be nice to see them right back to talking good about me. But it will also be nice to see some of those people who are acting some way then act the other way. It'll, it'll be nice to know who's who and who can't win any competitions in the future. So, you know, I do a lot of giveaways, so it'll be OK. And, and you did talk about feeling like you let some people who you care about down after the Brunson fight. So I'm wondering if, if you feel like this is part of the motivation now to, to, to show those people that it was good to back you, that it's good to be on your side, that you, you want to make them proud of you. Is that something you thought yeah. of? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think for sure, you know, being able to be willing, being willing to step up every time, I think it does show them that they have this be happy to back a warrior like me but at the same time i want them to be able to back a successful warrior so i would look to get in there i look to get i look to do good work you know i look to do really really good work i look to make those people extremely proud and happy to help me and and push me as we go forward so that's number one fighting on abc does that mean anything a little more special for you as opposed to plus or espn like this is you know this is where Muhammad Ali used to fight. Howard Cosell, guys like that. Like, does this mean anything different to you? It's it's an amazing, amazing opportunity. But at the end of the day, ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus, pay-per-view. At the end of the day, I'm still fighting for 
the biggest fight promotion in the world. So uh, that should be motivating enough. Newfound motivation, motivated off of it all. I, I want everything that they said that I should go out there and try and get. I want it. I don't want to just try and get it. So ABC, that is that is wonderful. It's, it's close to where Saturday morning cartoons was. So I do like it. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It's wonderful. It, it makes me feel good. You know, um, before I let you go, you we, we spoke about Israel. Um, the back and forth between you guys got a little ugly. Uh, he received some heat, even lost a sponsor as a result. Uh, did you see any of that? And and how do you feel about, you know, how things progress between you guys in the aftermath of your fight? I, you know, I, I hate to piss people off, but it's simply back. It's simply fight talk. You know, it's simply fight talk. You know, and so I, I, I'm, I'm not like Marvin Vittori says he doesn't like the guy. He doesn't wish anything good for him. I'm not that guy. I don't wish anything bad on you until I'm the one doing bad to you. You know, it's like uh, I do a little, t- a little message out after, like, watch what you just say to me because fines might happen. But I was just joking. You know, it's like at the end of the day, it's like I want these people to be as rich as they can be. I want them to get as many sponsors as they can get. I want them to win as many fights as they can until they come across me. And then that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, BMW, I think it was BMW, right? Don't worry about that. It was simply a little fight talk. I guarantee you he, he would rape nothing. You know, he would he would he would not ever in his life. I don't think he would attempt them type of things. Uh, so throw that out the window, you know. He was simply saying that he would dominate me in the game and he should throw that out the window as well. Cause being too confident can, can put you in a very bad situation as he's seen in his John fight. And as I seen in the Derek Brunson fight. So no, not even worried about it. I, I wish they would have never did that to him. You know what I mean? It's simply a little fight talk, but you know, he definitely knows who I am now. Right. He definitely will always remember me. <laughs> how do you win on so, Saturday in your mind? How do you see it going down? You know, everybody thinks it's a sniper right hand, and I always say right hand bomber. But for something that's telling me, I keep saying left hook is a knockout of the greats, and, and, and just a, a slippery shovel or a slippery left. You know, I call it the cleft. It could be, it could be a nasty night. The cleft puts, I, I think the cleft puts him on, on, on Rocky Street, and then the ref stops it. You know, I think, I think the ref will intervene in this fight. So, wow. what a scene that will be, my man. What a scene. Uh, much respect to you for you know stepping up and taking this on such short notice especially on such a big stage against a great fighter who's on a roll as of late uh, appreciate the time and i'm looking forward to seeing you back in there a lot sooner than we thought kevin a hell of yes. a lot sooner but uh you, you are one of a kind so good luck to you my man thank you and i appreciate you and i appreciate the constant good energy win lose draw no matter what ariel comes with the good energy and i appreciate that ariel thank you kevin all the best and say hello to your grandfather for me as well we've come a long way i hope yeah, I, I will talk to him as soon as he talks to me. We'll, we'll, we'll message up about that. All right, cool. Thank you, Kevin. All the best. Thank you. Very eager to speak to the reigning, defending UFC featherweight champion, the one and only Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, who has had quite the month. Uh, we have a lot to talk to this man about. We thought that we were going to see him in action a couple of weeks ago at UFC 260. Unfortunately, his fight against Brian Ortega got canceled. Then we weren't sure when he would return. And then we found out late Friday night that he's actually one half of the uh, the new coaching tandem on the new season of The Ultimate Fighter, which kicks off on ESPN Plus in the next few months. So we got a lot to get to here with Alex Volkanovsky. First off, Alex, great to talk to you again. How are you doing? Uh, good. Much better now. Much better now. Uh, you know, obviously crazy uh, turn of events, you know what I mean? I always talk about this roller coaster ride of a sport, you know what I mean? And 
it just it just shows you, you know, it strikes again. You know, I had a, you know, the shape of my life, finding out you get, you know, you're, you're tested positive and going through all that. And then, you know, at least, you know, working out in the end, at least, I, you know, something's come out of it. So it's it's crazy, but, you know, hey, we just got to stay positive, keep moving forward, we'll all work out in the end. Okay, so I actually want to kind of go chronologically here. So you're in, obviously, yep. you're in Australia uh, preparing for your fight against um, against Brian Ortega, UFC 260. By the way, did you spend any time in New Zealand for this camp or was it all in Australia? All in Australia. So, yeah, we're still, uh, you know, struggling with the, you know, obviously with the COVID, there's a lot of restrictions. Uh, to get in New Zealand's uh, very difficult right now. So okay. even the guys uh, that need to go back home, like, you know, they need vouchers to go back home. They sometimes got to wait months just to get back home and get on that, get a voucher. So it, it's it's pretty difficult uh, to, for that to happen. But you know, we we did everything at Freestyle Fighters, and we just bring a whole heap of guys to us. And camp was good. Camp was really good. Yeah, you appear to be in phenomenal shape just based on your your Instagram and social media. Do you remember when you got to America? What the date was? Uh, we got there two weeks before I was uh, meant to fight. So we ended up going early because uh, Brad Riddell was fighting and he's always in my corner and I wanted we wanted to be there because he couldn't have his whole team. Uh, again, with all the, you know, New Zealand and their, you know, their COVID restrictions, it makes it difficult for them to get back home. So we wanted to be there and support. Uh, and obviously my coach will help coach and, and things like that. Uh, so we're there early. So we're there two weeks before my fight. Usually we go a week. Before and uh, yeah, well, there two weeks and you know I had to finish you know my last hard week of training uh, in Vegas while we we're uh, there uh, in support of uh, Brad Riddell. And of course, Brad was getting ready to fight Gregor Gillespie a week before your fight, so that was March twentieth. So I'm I'm assuming you arrived around March thirteenth or so. When did 14th, you start? Okay, yep. When, when did you start feeling sick and what did you start to feel? Well. Yeah, like, man, like, you know, we, we did everything right. You know, the UFC did everything right. You know, we, we went into the bubble, uh, you know, so obviously I tested negative to get on the plane, tested negative to get in the bubble. Uh, everything we did was uh, was great. And then we were training and then, you know, got the, got tested again later that week uh, on the Friday, um, the day before Brad Riddell was meant to fight. And, you know, that's when I... I got the news, you know, that, that, uh, that I was, I was positive, you know, obviously you're just like, what? Like, you know, it's, it was a, a shock, you know what I mean? Obviously it was devastating news, you know what I mean? I was in such good nick, I, you know, it's been a while since I fought, I just want to get in there, you know what I mean? I wanted to go in and perform and to hear that news, you know, uh, Sean Shelby rang me up and he's like, look, sorry, man, but, you know, we'll test you again. We'll make sure, you know, you're saying a false positive or whatever. And, but, you know, it's just, yeah, that's, that, that's what happened. So it was a tough, tough, uh, Tough news to hear, but, you know. At that point, did you feel any symptoms? Well, to be honest with you, uh, I, I was feeling, uh, I was getting headaches, uh, some headaches beforehand, like a couple of days before uh, I was uh, starting to get a couple of headaches and, and like maybe can just be, I mean, you're always dry. Like when I come to Vegas, I always feel a little dry and stuff. So I didn't think nothing of that. And then I started having little headaches and I kept even talking to my team, like, oh, man, I keep getting headaches here and there. I'm thinking maybe I'm not drinking enough water. It wasn't, it wasn't too much symptoms by then. Um, so I was just, you know, I'll drink water and i you know, I'd feel uh, better anyway. I was still training really hard at the time. I was able to get through the ses- session. So I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm just de- dehydrated or something like that. Uh, so I did start getting a, a couple of the little symptoms uh, before I, I found out, you know, I was, uh, I was positive. Okay. And then, did it ever get, to, you know, because obviously by now we've talked to so many people who have had COVID. Everyone knows someone, uh, many people have had it. Um, 
Some people don't feel anything. Some people feel a little bit. Some people feel a lot for you. And I'm, I was wondering, and this is without me even talking to you, you're cutting weight. Your, your, your immune system is probably a little compromised. How did you react to it all? Yeah, man. Well, it, that's what's uh, it's crazy about this. You know, me coming into, obviously, you take, you, I've always t- taken a COVID serious and whatnot. And, you know, you hear people like, oh, you're healthy people, you're all right. But I'll be honest, it, it got me, it got me good. And, uh, you know, I'll explain it and give you a, uh, a few details, you know, that you probably aren't aware of. But, you know, I started getting the normal symptoms and they were hitting me pretty hard. The headaches got, got bad. The fevers got bad, sweat, sweating all night, um, you know, really struggling to sleep and things like that and body aches, my back hurting. So then, and you, you hear a lot of these, a lot of these symptoms through people I was talking to. Uh, so, you know, we, that was, uh, you know, just, you know, all right, these are, these are normal symptoms, but then it started getting uh, a little more serious. So like, uh, we end up, uh, started realizing, you know, my lungs have started hurting a little bit where, you know, maybe this happens a fair bit too, but I'm like, all right, you know, started like, you know, hurting to breathe. And, uh, we started sort of really wanting to pay attention to everything when uh, I started, uh, coughing up and my phlegm started coming out pinky, uh, you know, with little specks of blood and like pinky. So, you know, we're thinking, I was lucky enough to have a uh, Jordy, uh, the fight dietitian. He's my nutritionist and he knows a little bit. So he knew like, that's something we need to look at, uh, look at because that's probably blood in the lungs. Wow. And, um, you know, so we need to maybe look into this. So we end up, uh, talking to the UFC and, and, uh, you know, we hit them up and go, look, you know, we're starting to, you know, get a, you know, sore, sore sort of chest and like, you know, hurt and, to breathe, type, you know, yawning and things like that was hurting. Uh, couldn't get deep breaths. Uh, so we're like, and we're coughing up a bit of like pinky uh, mucus at the time. And they're like, you know, maybe I think we want to, you know, get a checkup. Just, you know, go, you go get a checkup. So the, the UFC, again, were great for the through the whole, uh, whole uh, process. They're going, all right, no worries. You know, you had to uh, get an ambulance there because I've got, remember, I'm positive. I can't just rock up to the hospital and walk through. So they had to get an ambulance. And I, once I knew that, I'm like, what? Like, it's a bit much. I just want to check up, you know what I mean? So I was like <laughs> doing my head in at the time, but you know, this has had to be done. UFC, like, look, this is how we have to do it. So we, uh, we went there and, and got a checkup and that's when we found out, you know, well, I don't know too much about it, but I got, I had COVID pneumonia. So, uh, you know, the pneumonia in, in the lungs and, and like we'd done a scan and we could see the infection was, was in the lungs, but it was still a mild case at the time. Um, you know, my oxygen levels were, were, were good. Uh, you know, so he just like they said, look, we can take you back, but we need you to keep an eye on your your oxygen levels. Um, you know, I I was lucky enough where my Geordie, uh, the fight dietitian, had um, had like the oximeter. Uh, the UFC were going to give me one, like to to take back. We're like, oh no, we've got a cover, we've got one. Um, but keep an eye on it. If you hit ninety three um, and under come straight back to the hospital um and that's when uh, you know we were you know come back and you know again i'll still get in fevers and whatnot and uh the fevers started to maybe go away but but the lungs started hurting more and more so i felt like some of the symptoms started going away the covid symptoms but my lungs started getting worse my, my uh, oximeter i'm usually at 99 100 you know what i mean like uh, my, my lungs are good really good usually and then you know my the fight, Jordy uh, knows this as well, so he, he's he's aware of that. And we're starting to see it start to de- decline my my oxygen levels, and they they started getting under fluctuating under ninety three. 
at the time, they'll still go up. They'll fluctuate. So I didn't want to panic too much. I didn't want to go back to hospital. Um, so, you know, there's videos of, uh, you know, the oximeter going 91, and which is low, very low for, for me. And I was told, you know, if you hit the numbers, we need to probably look again. So it was a couple of days this was happening. My cough uh, started spitting up uh, more, more blood and, wow. uh, and phlegm. And then, uh, again, I had my team saying, look, we need to go back and, I was at a, you know, being stubborn and being, you know, a fighter. I'm like, man, you know, let's just see how I go. You know, my oxygen levels still come up and down. They fluctuate. They, they sometimes come back up. Um, but then the the last day, I think on the Tuesday, I went for the first checkup. And then on the Friday, um, this is a week later, um, I wake up and then that's when I started coughing up even more blood. So the blood just got worse and worse. Wow. So uh, I, I end up coughing up a, a bit of blood. So obviously it was always pinky mucusy and then blood, like so blood. And it was pretty consistent. Um, you know, I'd cough and blood would come up. And uh, that's when, you know, we told the UFC, look, we sent, you know, sent them the photos and said, look, our oxygen levels are going low. I think we should, um, we might need to get another checkup. So that's when we, uh, after, you know, everyone talking me into it, I end up going again, had to jump in the ambulance. They had to chuck me in a in the bloody, you know, on the stretcher thing, you know, the gurney, whatever you call it. And I'm like, far out, man, I just want to check up. Obviously, I've heard it, but I'm all right. You know I mean? I, I, I can still bloody walk to the ambulance and things like that. So I didn't want to didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to look too too much of a, you know, a pansy type thing, if you get me. So uh, we end up going there, and that's when the, the doctors end up uh, doing another scan. And then we found out the, the infection got worse. Wow. So the infection got worse. Uh, it spread even more through the lungs. So the lady said that, that it just lit up um, through through my lungs and, and whatnot. And they told me, you know, you're going to have to stay in the hospital for a few days uh, and get on some uh, medication. So, you know, they told me that I'll be on, a, you know, dexamethasone, um, which is, a, I think it's a type of a steroid um, anti-inflammatory uh, for, you know, for the lungs. And, um Obviously, USADA approved, so you know I made sure they said them words. I'm like, going, well, is this all good?" But you obviously I was uh, in contact with the UFC doctor, Doctor Davison. He's, he was great through the whole, whole process, um, and yeah, the doctors uh, said, "Look, you're going to have to be on uh, some, you know, antibiotics, um, the, the the steroids, and you know, you're going to have to be in the hospital for for a little while." So that's when I was like, "All right, so maybe this isn't just a normal case." Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I mean. Like it started off just normal sort of symptoms. The symptoms were pretty nasty for COVID symptoms, but then the lungs just started a deteriorating type thing. It's just I needed the medication to, to start helping. Wow, that is I had no idea it got that serious. So how yeah. do you feel right now? I'm I'm much better now. The, the literally uh, the 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 medication each day just got better and better. So it shows that you know I, it, it's just tough because I, I'm I was in fit there was there was a real worry for me this is what something that um really stressed me out and again you've got google right you're sitting on google and you start my my heart rate started getting really low and i was like you know what's going on here why is my heart rate just each day getting lower and lower and lower and um you know while i was in there because they they, they had me on the heart rate monitor like 24 7 uh the first night i was in there they're doing checkups and the, and the nurse tells me like, oh, you know, the, they just want me to do some checkups because your heart rate's getting low. It's getting, you know, 37 uh, beats a minute, which is, you know, I, I'm low. You know, I'm usually fit, healthy. I get low, but, you know, 37's very low. And uh, I'm like, all right. Uh, and then 
so that sort of freaked me out because I talked to the doctors the day before and they're like, you know, can it get into the heart and things like that? Because uh, I did Google and I was aware that my my my, my levels and my, my heart rate was getting lower. And they go, look, it can, you know, you'd really feel it in your chest and your heart rate will get lower. So I was aware that the heart, low heart rate can be a problem. So that was scary for me. And uh, so that started happening. And then lucky enough, uh, you know, the doctors uh, end up uh, assuring me after me asking them that, look, you, your heart's fine. Uh, you know, we've been doing tests. They, they obviously done blood tests and seen that the, the heart was fine. But um, yeah, my, my heart rate ended up getting lower again. The next day, I remember all night, I was, my average was 37. And I got down to like 35 uh, beats a minute. And which is just low. Like, you know what I mean? You're sitting there and I'm like, man, like I'm not usually this low. Like I'm always low 40s, maybe. But that was just, yeah. So that was freaking me out. But as soon as the, the, the doctor said, look, you're right. You're just a very healthy, fit um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, you know, UFC champion, I'm a fit uh, human being, but it sort of shows you that, you know, was it affecting me or look how healthy and fit I was and look what it still did to me. I need a medication right. again. You know I mean? If I was a, uh, unfit or if I was overweight or had underlying problems, this could have got, you know, really, right. really serious. You can see why people uh, obviously pass away. So, it was a bit of a shock to me, like to be like, man, why am I copping this so much harder than, than everyone? Um, you know, I had other guys in the team that, that tested positive that were with me. You know, some of them had the symptoms, some didn't have too many symptoms, but I went through the whole 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 nine yards where you know it rocked me. I was in bed for days, you know what I mean, and sleeping until twelve o'clock in the day and just not doing nothing, not eating all day, and you know what I mean. It was a, it got it got pretty nasty, and you know, coughing up blood and you know yeah. struggling to breathe and all that type of stuff. So. You know, again, you know, I'm glad, you know, the UFC were great for the whole process and um, did a great job. So we, we went there and the medication was good. And But right now, obviously, I'm much better. You know, I'm, I'm even uh, able to, to train a little bit now. I've, the doctors told me, look, we need to ease into this. You know, right now I'm only about 50% training oh. and then I'm going to have to slowly pick it up. So I can only uh, keep it low right now, but much better feeling so much better as you can see i've got my color back you know what i mean i'm a high spirits but it got nasty no symptoms anymore no symptoms all good so i'm not okay. i'm not uh, i'm not contagious anymore i can uh, roam about uh, obviously it'll be now i'm, I'm guessing i'm uh, you know i've got the antibodies and all that so i'll be uh, pretty safe for a while but but again yeah man it's a uh, that's why i wanted to sort of share this sort of experience because i didn't know too much about it uh, you know, I hear things. I'm thinking I'm young, healthy. Yeah, I'm going to be all right. And a lot of people who didn't even know I had symptoms. Um, so, yeah, it was just something that I thought, like, you know, I think, uh, you know, me being a UFC champ, a healthy young man and having this experience, I think I better maybe yeah. share that and let people know that this ain't no joke. You know what I mean? It, it got me good. Did your mother write something on Facebook when you got sick? Was she upset about this? Oh, well, she didn't. Yeah, I didn't really let her be aware of it, but obviously she's just, yeah, she's I, a, you know. I saw a thing just, where uh, she was upset about my son, you know, comes from a country where COVID isn't as bad. And he goes to, you know what I'm talking about? And he goes to the States and, and like any mother, right? I mean, any mother does, would be concerned. Look, man, she was just obviously a bit emotional, emotional at the time and um, didn't know the full situation or anything like that. But again, we come from like Australia, like, you know, there's not many cases at all back home. You know, we don't know as much about it and things like that. So, um, you know, obviously it's a, you know, that's why she, she comes and she goes there and, you know, she does hear certain things. And, 
So she was just yeah, a bit a bit of a overreaction. <laughs> well, I, emotional, I actually don't emotional think, mother. I don't think it was an overreaction to be honest. And I, the reason I bring this up is because I want to ask you, and and I was thinking about this with Brad Riddell as as well. You know, you guys do come from a country where the cases aren't as high as they are here. And then you, you come here for the first time in a very long time and then you get it. And so I was wondering at all through the process where you sort of like, man, I wish I never came. I, ne- I wish I never accepted the fight here. I wish I never, you know, uh, life was good. But, you know, where you, you start to think about things, right? Did you go through that of course, process? Of course you think about things again, especially when, man, I want to, I want to fight. You know, it's been a yeah. while since I fought. And then you hear all this type of stuff, you know, you put, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, anybody everyone knows I bust my ass when I'm, when I'm trained. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do take any shortcuts. I do what needs to be done to be ready to be in good nick. So, you know what I mean? There's sacrifices at home. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm a family man. I, I pride myself on that, but you know, I have to be a little selfish in camp. You know what I mean? So the last few months I've been just focused on, on training and then I have to come over here. Then I, I get covered. I got a, I got a court, you know what I mean? There's a, it is, it does, you know, it does suck, but at the same time, you know what I mean, this this needs to be done. The UFC, like, again, a lot of people, like my mum, you know, even saying that, but we, I felt safe through the whole whole process. I thought everything was done perfect. I, You know what I mean? It was a, a good process. It was safe. You know, we're in a bubble. But, you know what I mean? There's just, again, I, you know, the, I, I can't tell you where, where it comes. Like, it, it's just, it shows you how contagious this thing right. is because it's somehow got us could have been on the airplane whatever could have been a, you know obviously yeah, do you have any airports. idea how you got it oh of course we, we you know we, we don't know but it's just right. it could have been but i mean we tested negative went in and somehow got got us and then it got through a, a couple of members of the, of the team and uh, you know it was just nothing we could do about it and then luckily it just didn't spread like so the the other boys were able to compete it didn't even get uh brad riddell brad riddell didn't test positive uh but that fight was uh, pulled which was very unfortunate but again, he was in close uh, contact and, you know, they're just, you know, again, following all the protocols and, you know, they just have to do what they have to do. So, you know, that was unfortunate once I heard that, that he, he got pulled as well. But again, it was a, a crazy experience. Um, again, it wasn't, I, you know, I'm, you're going through it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is normal. Or, you know, it's probably just normal case, don't stress. But again, I'm glad I got that second checkup. I'm glad the everyone agreed the team and the UFC made me go back and we went got the second checkup and realized that, you know, the infection is getting worse. Um, let's, let's uh, get you on a strong medication. I'm still on medication and everything right now, okay. but any concerns about long-term issues? Look, uh, I think, you know, I'll be fine again. I'm a young, healthy. Uh, I think we got on top of it at a pretty good time. Um, but you don't know, man, it's the more and more people you talk to, the more and more you realize how much, people were struggling. Like, you know, you, again, you have in the back of your mind, your hazmat, Cody Garbrandt uh, sort of uh, stories. And, you know, that, that sort of uh, made me, help me make the decision, oh, let's go get these, uh, get the checkup again. Because, you know, we don't, you know, we're young. I'm a UFC champ. I do not want lung problems. You know what I mean? And, you know, but we don't know now, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling good right now, feeling really good. But I am going to make sure, I listen to the doctors, listen to my, uh, listen to the people that got the right information, told me how to, how to go to this. So I'll be uh, talking to the, going to the UFC PI and we're going to build a structure and talk to my team and make sure we recover properly and do what needs to be done the right way. Because the lungs obviously took, the lungs obviously took a, a big hit uh, on, this, uh, on this one. 
By the way, on uh, March 27th, the date that you were supposed to fight, you're at that hotel, which is pretty close to the apex. What was it like to be so close to the venue and not compete? I was in the hospital. Uh, oh, while, wow. While, I, I wow. was in hospital while I was uh, watching the fights. Wow. So, Did uh, you watch? That, I, watched, I watched the fights, yeah. So that was... Um, oh, my gosh. That was, that was tough. You know, mm-hmm. you know, obviously watching the fights, knowing that, man, I should be on this card. I'm in Sydney in hospital. But I was glad that, you know, at least, uh, you know, Jamie Malarkey and Shane Young, uh, you know, members of, of our team and that were able to fight, you know. So I was happy for them. But look, man, you just... You just got to... You got to not... You know what I mean? Like you got to look forward. You know, in these situations, right. it's so easy to be negative, and uh, you know what I mean. But I'm glad I was able to just look forward, stay positive. Um, yeah, I say stay, stay positive uh, while I've got COVID. But uh, you, you, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, pardon the pun. But, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, just did that, and then you know, to hear that at least while I'm here, uh, you know. At least, you know, it's something to come out of it, you know, to, to hear that I'm going to be a tough coach. Uh, you know, that's that's cool. You know, I'm excited for this. You know, at least it's something come out of this, yeah? Sure, sure. And I, I will ask you about the tough coach uh, situation in a second, but I'm just curious, between getting better <clears throat> and, and, and the tough coach assignment coming your way, did you consider going home? Like, how close were you to actually going back home? Well, like, I was waiting to get a, a, a negative test. Because again, I wasn't contagious, but I mean, because you got it all through your lungs and all that, the chances of you staying positive for a while is, uh, you know, that you, know, you you might be testing positive. Like, it, you know, they were saying it could be up to twenty days. You don't know. Um, so that's uh, we were like just waiting. Oh, we, you know, want to get home, but I need to, you know, be able to test positive, right? Like, you know, I mean, sorry, test the negative so I can get home. So we'll sit in there, and then literally as we're waiting. Uh, to find out, you know, when I could get home, um, we end up getting a not confirmation. Like, end up hearing about um, maybe this tough thing happening, and then like we had to obviously see if uh, you know Ortega was up for it. And literally, I got confirmation for that ten minutes before it was, it was announced. <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, it was again. It all happened pretty quickly because no one knew what was happening. Obviously, the UFC were aware that. You know, shit, well, this guy's got to recover. He's going to be here. Maybe that's why they decided let's do this. You know, I don't know. But, uh, you know, it was uh, it was all, it all happened pretty quickly. And now, you know, there's no point in me going home because if I go home, I've got to quarantine for 14 days still. Right. right. And then I've got to be straight back here. So it's just uh, there's just no point going home. So I'll be here in Vegas uh, to stay till, till we start filming. Crazy how, how quickly all that happened. So when do you actually start filming? Uh, I'm not exactly uh, sure on the dates. I think it's okay. uh, later, later this month. So soon, like in a, in a couple of weeks, few weeks. And um, I, okay. So the good news is you're getting this opportunity. And then that means there's no real rush to rebook you. Right. So you can take the proper time to get better. I would imagine, because I know that Masvidal and Usman were in talks to coach. And of course they, they changed those plans, but it looked like the end would be August, September when they would fight. So is that the same for you? August, September or so when you would fight Ortega? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I couldn't give you couldn't give you exact dates. You're holding out on me, it, Alex. I know you're holding <laughs> out on me. It's all good. <laughs> I know. I know it has. It's going to have to be after after it's obviously all aired and filmed. But again, like obviously talking to the UFC doctors and, and that, and they were saying like, look, you can't. Like, I don't want you fighting. Uh, you know, he was even saying like, you know, I, I wanted to get back in there. Like, you know, they were talking about 
maybe uh, May and that, you know, early when I wasn't getting too much symptoms. Right. But then, uh, you know, I was like, good, you know, that's, you know, that, that'll be sweet. Maybe, you know, May or, you know, whatever, June, whatever it's going to be. But um, obviously it got worse. And then, you know, the doctor's gone, look, I can't have you, uh, you know, I need you to recover, then get into camp. You know, it's not looking likely till maybe June or, or something like that. And then that's when I end up getting information that, you know, we're probably going to do this tough thing. So whether the UFC got that information as well, I don't know. Again, it happened all too quickly. I, I can't sure. give you any more. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. Um, the idea of coaching and being away from home for an extended period of time, how difficult of a decision was it to say yes? Because now you can't go back and see your kids and your wife, right? Yeah, man, that's obviously tough. You know, it's tough, but, you know, it's, man, it's just, it's meant to be. It's a big, big opportunity. You know, it's a, you know, it, it's going to be fun. You know, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, I can't wait uh, to, you know, share some knowledge, you know I mean? Have a bit of fun. Again, like, a, you know, it's funny. I was just saying on my social media that, you know, there's there's no bad blood, right? Like with me and, uh, with, uh, me and Ortega, but I'm a competitive dude, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I ain't losing anything. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't want to lose. So who knows what happens at this? But I mean, something that, uh, it's just good, you know. There's going to be cameras in the face, and people are going to really get to, to know me. You know, I'm a, I'm the type of guy like we have interviews. You ask me a question, I'm going to answer the question. You know, I, mean, I ain't going to bullshit around it. I ain't going to push a narrative and do all this type of stuff. So, but I mean, to have actual. That's why I'm, I'm even, you know, got my own YouTube channel and doing all this. So, yeah, people can see uh, see a different side of me that people don't get to see. You know what I mean? And I think this is a good opportunity. Because, uh, you know, this is going to be, it's going to be fun. You know, there's going to be good banter and uh, good laughs. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for this. And then obviously people can really understand the knowledge that, that I have. And again, I ain't losing. My team ain't losing. The challenges, I ain't losing nothing. Uh-huh. I'm a competitive dude. And, and, you know, I'm a champ for a reason. And I'm going to show everyone why. <laughs> yeah, I, I know there are different sides to you. Uh, I think you're doing a great job with your social media and your YouTube channel, which I want to ask you about <clears throat> in a moment. But I saw a video recently um there's ufc voke there's the voke and there's dad voke i think what, what's the difference between ufc voke and the voke oh mate there's uh, there's plenty of uh, volks you know i mean it's just you know i mean like you got know, ufc volk obviously i just yeah i'm gonna do my ufc thing but i mean then you've got footy volk who uh you know went back to my footy days your you mad mondays you wouldn't know you don't really want to know them stories but mad back when mondays. i used to mad mondays yeah like that were pretty what's that? uh Let's just say there's a lot of alcohol, a lot of uh, <laughs> crazy stories that people don't need to know about. But you know that, you know there's a there's a different side of a uh, vault that, that people don't get to see. Cooking with vault, you know, I mean little things like that. Obviously, there's sides of uh, of uh, not side, you know. I'm doing obviously I'm me, but at the same time, again, you know, we do an interview. You ask me a question about my fight, I'm going to answer it. You know what I mean? And that's a uh, that's just the type of person I am. You know, I don't play no games. You know what I mean? You know, but maybe hey. Maybe I'm going to start playing the game. Maybe I'm just going to be pushing narratives. Maybe you ask me how you're doing. I'm going to just not even answer your question. Just talk some different shit. You know, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, well, are you saying? Usually not are, are you saying this, Alex? Because you feel like you don't get the attention that some other champions are getting. Yeah, look, look, man. It's just uh, I'm uh, now. Nah, look, man. It's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, but I mean, I just need to be in people's face. I know that. Uh, you know, I'm the. Uh, I know all the people need to just just need to see me. I just need mm-hmm. to be in their face, man. I've been only been it, it was a pretty quick rise to to the champ. Um, you know, me being from Australia, obviously, you know it's it's that's all right. But I know I'm going to keep winning. I know I'm going to be in people's face, and I know people are going to like me for for who I am. And it, this is what's great about this uh, the tough series. People are going to really get to to see me, and 
um, you know, it's going to be good fun. You know, we're, you know, it's going to be good banter, good fun, and you know, you're, you're going to see, uh, you're going to see some. Uh, it's going to be good. I guarantee you. Um, before I let you go, so it's great to hear that you're feeling better. A uh, big opportunity for you to be a coach on the Ultimate Fighter, uh, new era now on ESPN Plus. But I, I do have to ask you about your old mate Max Holloway because I haven't talked to you since his last fight. What a surprise! I <laughs> Hey, we went 30 something minutes and I didn't bring him up once, but I have to ask because he looked so good in that fight against Calvin. And and now it seems like he's primed to get the next title shot. How would you feel about beating Brian? I know you don't want to look past Brian, but you beat him. Great fighter. And there's Max once again for a third time. How would you feel about that? All right. So I'll make it clear. Obviously, Ortega's got my full 100 uh, 1, focus. But again, you look, look, Max, man. There's obviously people are going to, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're going to say what they want. They're going to hate me. And, you know, you know, they love Max. I like Max myself. You know, I mean, I've got nothing against the dude. He looked great in his last performance. Um, you know, whether people like it or not, you know, obviously I threw out and said, like, you know, it's different when you've got me in front of you. You know what I mean? And that's the case with everyone. You know, even with Ortega and Zombie, he looked great in front of Zombie. But Zombie, let him do his thing. I ain't going to let you do your thing. You know, I ain't going to. And I don't mean any disrespect to Takeda, but you know what I mean? You know, Max is not only is a great fighter, he's got a great team behind him. Uh, you know, they did a great job in that fight. Um, you know, the way they, they, you know, they put him on the back foot and just didn't let Kader have a chance. And, you know, Kader was doing exactly what they wanted him to do. You know, uh, Max was turning him exactly where he wanted it and then was just able to piece him up. Uh, but again, I understand the game. So uh, again, Styles make, Styles make fights and he did look great. Um, and again, obviously the UFC and, and everyone, we know, we all know that Max fight's always going to be there and it's always going to be a massive fight. But again, I've got all taken to worry about. Um, so obviously he's got my full hundred percent focus, but man, I'll be lying to you if I said, I don't think that fight will, will happen in the, in the near future. So again, I ain't scared of nobody. Uh, you know what I mean? Again, no respect to Max. I know he, he, we, we respect him and his team. He, they respect us and, and myself and our team. But again, uh, it's it's probably going to have to happen again. So, but again, we got Ortega to worry about. Again, Stoles make fights. There's a whole new a new new heap of new challenges um, that I need to be aware of with with Ortega. Uh, but again, you know, we, I've got a great team behind me, and I know uh, we're going to get the job done. And uh, you, yeah, we'll see what happens after that. So you won't be annoyed. You won't say, "I want someone new." I beat this guy twice. If that's the guy, you'll do it again. Look, man. Again, I'm not, you know, I'm going to let my, my team management and UFC talk about it. But again, it's a big fight. There's going to be money in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, so, you know, you kind of, again, like at the end of the day, I want to be successful and I want to make that money. And, but again, I do want number one contenders. That's why I'm fighting them. But at the end of the day, you know, Max is going to be uh, be uh, up there as well. So, you know, if he just keeps taking out the, the top guys, you know, he's doing it like, again. Like people got to realize, people like expecting me to do. We're doing a trilogy before I even fought Ortega, but they don't no, even realize no, that they, they even you know even Max moved on and fought someone. You know what I mean? Right. You you know a rematch straight away just does not make sense. So uh, that's why he did what 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 contenders uh, are meant to do. So you know, good on him. He went out there and go. I'm going to take on whoever's there, show them that they're not not next, and doing what you know, doing what exactly I wanted to do when I was rising through the ranks. I'm going to give the the champ no other option but to fight me. So Max is doing a great job. We'll see what happens again. No, 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 no hate there, but at the same time, there is a big story there. We'll see what happens. But Ortega's got my full focus, mm. uh, full attention. 
and we're going to put on a, a good show, and that's going to be an exciting one as well because Styles make fights, and I'm going to again, I'm gonna, I'm, man, I'm planning on really putting it on him. So I, I can't wait. Well, uh, again, I'm really glad to hear that you're okay, Alex. I know it was a bit of a tough month for the team. It started with Izzy and and uh, Brad and, and what happened with you. I know there were some bright spots here and there. But, hey, in this regard, all's well. That seems to uh, to end well. You get the big opportunity to be a coach on the Ultimate Fighter and a little more time to uh, to get better. And then hopefully we'll see you back in there towards you know the third quarter, fourth quarter of uh, 2021 against Brian Ortega. So thank you for detailing all of that for us. I'm sure it wasn't a lot of fun to relive, but I appreciate you explaining to people how serious this can get because obviously there, there are some who uh, handle it different ways. So thank you for doing that, Alex. Appreciate it very much. And I hope that you continue to get better. No worries, mate. Thanks for uh, giving me the time and, uh, and hearing me out. All right, so great stuff there from Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, the featherweight champion of the UFC, also Kevin Holland and, and Leon Edwards. Pretty crazy to hear how COVID affected a young, fit, healthy athlete like uh, Volkanovsky. Glad to hear that he's feeling better. Looking forward to uh, to him getting back in there on the Ultimate Fighter. And then, of course, fighting Brian Ortega. Curious to see what they do with the Ultimate Fighter. If it's going to be the same old, same old, I don't know how much of a dent it will make. If they have major reboot plans and, 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 and will switch things up a lot, then I think you know there could be an outlet for it. I, I always sort of felt like the Contender Series was the proper evolution of the ultimate fighter but you know content is king it's a great addition to espn plus and so they got the featherweight champion brian ortega two guys who don't have bad blood don't always have to have bad blood on the show gonna be coaches and then uh, we'll see how the season plays out and then they'll probably fight august september that was the plan for masvidal and usman Uh, like i said at the top a lot of news has broken and if this was a typical monday dc and i would have talked about a lot of this stuff few fights that have been made since we last spoke, uh, Damian Maya and Bilal Muhammad for June. Uh, so Bilal Muhammad doesn't get the Leon Edwards fight, but uh, he does get a legend like Damian Maya. And what is the last fight on Damian Maya's contract? Could it be his retirement fight? They're not calling it that just yet. But, you know, very strong possibility. He is getting up there in age, and I know he wants to, uh, you know, he wants to, to stop fighting at some point. So here we go. Bilal Muhammad versus Damian Maya. Also, Surreal Gan versus Alexander Volkov in June. No potential contender fight there, certainly an eliminator of sorts. Uh, we found out that Chris Cyborg is returning in May against Leslie Smith to defend her Bellator women's featherweight title. We found out that Korean Zombie and Dan Ige are going to fight June 19th. Um, so that's a good fight at 170, excuse me, at 145. Uh, speaking of 170, we found out that Gilbert Burns and Wonderboy Thompson are going to fight July 10th. And so that's a big time fight at 170. Makes me wonder if they're going to try to do Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque at 170 pounds. July 10th, by the way, the date of Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, all but done. Dustin signed. Last I checked, Conor not signed, but pretty much a done deal as well. So that will be the trilogy fight July 10th in Las Vegas. Oh, by the way, I reported this morning, they uh, they kicked the can they, they kicked the tires, so to speak, on uh, John Jones, excuse me, not John Jones, Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis too. Uh, but the timing doesn't work out for Francis Ngannou. And by the way, I don't blame him. The guy just won the belt. The fight's in almost two months' time. But that does tell me, most importantly, that they're not sitting around to negotiate with John Jones. Now, because the fight doesn't look like it's going to happen June 12th, do they revisit it with Jones and Nganu, or do they just keep, you know, trying to make a deal for Nganu Lewis too at some point, maybe in August, September? That remains to be seen. 
But, you know, had Nganu said yes, that was the next fight. So an indication there on where they stand as far as John Jones is concerned. Patricia Pitbull Fahed uh, fought on Friday, defeated Emmanuel Sanchez, and now we get Patricia Pitbull defending his Bellator featherweight title against uh, AJ McKee. Amazing fight for Bellator, probably the best fight that they've ever put on on paper, at least certainly top five. You know, you can talk about Chandler Alvarez back in the day and whatnot, but this is a big time fight. That was Bellator's first show on Showtime. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty good show for the most part. Uh, the big story, of course, being Pitbull, Usman Nurmagomedov won as well. I can't wait for that Pitbull, AJ McKee fight. Um, and and this kicks off what will be one of the busiest months that we've had in MMA in quite some time. We've got one on TNT1, which is uh, one championship live events on TNT for the next four Wednesdays after AEW. On, uh, on Wednesday night on TNT, you've got Demetrius Johnson fighting. You've got Eddie Alvarez fighting on this first card this Wednesday. DJ fighting live. Eddie Alvarez fighting live this Wednesday after AEW on uh, TNT. Then you've got Bellator on Showtime, the start of the light heavyweight tournament. You've got Ryan Bader against Leona Machida too. Uh, Liz Carmouche against Vanessa Porto. I'm, I'm very excited about Porto's debut in Bellator. Adam Borks against Jeremy Kennedy. Kat Singano returning. Goichi Yamauchi returning as well. So that's this Friday. And then we have, of course, the UFC on ABC2 with Marvin Vittori versus Kevin Holland in the main event. The return of Arnold Allen against Sadiq Youssef. I'm looking forward to that fight. Nina Ansaroff, Mike Perry against Daniel Rodriguez, Jim Miller on the card as well. Aaron Blanchfield is one of the best prospects in women's MMA uh, going up against Norma Dumont in a fight that was just put together late last week. Jack Shore on the card as well. So a lot to like there. Afternoon card, by the way. Uh, prelims start at 12 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and ESPN Plus, and then the main card at 3 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN Plus. But then after that, like next week, you got one on TNT, and then you got more Bellator and more UFC and more one, and then PFL has two shows and KSW and uh, Combate Americas. April is nuts. Oh, by the way, WrestleMania this Saturday and Sunday. So just a lot going on. Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. It's a great time to be a fight fan. I'm pumped. I'm excited. We got a lot more to come. But for now, I shall say goodbye because I do have to go. Um, so a reminder, you can get the full interviews over at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ESPN MMA. I got some more interviews coming out this week. So have no fear. Going to get you you know, well prepared for this weekend. And I won't leave you hanging like Daniel Cormier on vacation once again. Unbelievable. Please rate, review, download, subscribe, follow, do all those things right here where you listen to your podcast. We appreciate it very much. Thank you, Modelo. Thank you to our guests. Thanks to all of you. Much love. Back next week. Back later this week. Same time and place. Until then, I say peace. I'm out of here.